0: Hey. We only taking what was ours. Hey. So you better not be the one to guard us. Hey. Cause we gon' blow your
1: Welcome to episode 127 Seven of Cowboy Show with Ted and Wacy. My name is Ted Stoven. He is Wacy Anderson, and we are coming at you from the uh, Bonnets Energy Center in Grand Prairie, Alberta. We're a few days late. Uh, you know, the event is on the weekend, which is where we're, when we're here, but the show's coming up later. So uh, predictions for Grand Prairie quick. Who's going to win? Uh, what are we thinking? Uh, I I think the Coder Butter is going to come b- have a bounce back weekend after... Have A tough go in Lethbridge there, okay, and kind of battle his way back to the first spot and have a good position heading into the last few events. And okay. as we head into the final in Edmonton, all right, how about you, man? I think uh, Nick Tetz rode so good last week that I might just keep the guy that's on the heater, he might just keep her rocking. He's your guy. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna Love go with it. Nick Tetz. So, uh, you hit her here first who uh, who won <laughs> Grand Prairie. I don't know if I, I yeah, if, we, if you're listening to this now afterwards, after Grand Prairie is over, and one of us is right. Let us know. Cause I think that's pretty cool. You're welcome. Mm. So, uh, things been pretty decent. Oh man. Okay. So we got to go back a little ways because we haven't talked about NASCAR yet. That was where I was before we did the last show. Oh yeah. We haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah. So we got to kind of review that a little bit, don't we? Yeah. I think before we jump into yeah. that, we should that's say, right. say thank you to a few of our fine friends over at sweet pro and Equalix, Necker Pride. They've jumped back on here for the next couple months as we head into the CFR. Um, so if you don't know much about sweet pro, they're a family owned company. Um, They put a lot of time and effort into creating good products for bull
2: and for... Cattlemen. Our industry is changing. Molasses tubs are
0: old technology. Sweet Pro Feeds leads a new era of performance supplements. Studies have shown Sweet Pro improves feed efficiency up to 25% and has an increased rate of gain. You know your cattle need protein and mineral, so
1: cover your supplement needs with a proven leader. Sweet Pro feed using Sweet Pro, you can save about twenty percent on your forage needs, and we all know hay ain't cheap these days. So check out Sweet Pro or talk to your local feed retailer and ask them to get Sweet Pro or an Equalix and Equilex Pride today, today, today. And our show is also sponsored by <laughs> another <laughs> another great event event. The uh, so the Premier Rodeo in Canada, the Canadian Finals Rodeo. See, you Red th- Year Forty Eight. What do you think the Calgary Stampede would say about that? The Premier Rodeo, would they be angry? maybe they would too bad too bad Calgary They crown crown the champions pay a bunch of money like it's all right it's the finals it's the finals there's some prestige around the event and they're not taking away from Calgary but from the Canadian rodeo perspective Canadian pro rodeo perspective is still the biggest one the big the premier event in the country it's true the and then the uh because the prize money at CFR is it now um as high or higher than Calgary because at one point Calgary had more than the CFR Mm -hmm. for a little bit I think I think you since the since Calgary only paid about fifty thousand to the winners this year, I probably, probably would close. make it pretty close. It's probably close now. Yeah, it? yeah. But anyways, yeah, we we partnered up with the C F R heading into C F R forty eight in Red Deer from November second to sixth. We're gonna be there. I'm working for the C F R doing some social stuff. We got a watch party happening with the cowboy yeah, shit stuff. We're gonna yeah, be we we're, we're gonna be bumping around C F R Red Deer all week doing some fun stuff. And just for you guys, we have a fun little promo code if you want to save some bucks on your C F R tickets. Use promo code cowboy shit all up capitalized and that'll get you some to capitals really matter you think uh i think most promo codes are case sensitive so i Hollywood. would say yes Hollywood. but yeah yeah use promo code cowboy shit all caps no space and that will help you save a few bucks on your cfr tickets and if you're coming down come say hi we'll be around come and Dude, see us we'll we have cowboy there. shit live is back for the cfr this yeah. year like there's tons of stuff happening so red deer is where you want to be the first week in november yeah heck, hell yeah brother so nascar nascar <laughs> <laughs> so you went to a nascar race yeah it was unreal too. did you feel did you feel your neck get a little red? your neck get a little redder um it was pretty red already this year like we had a pretty busy summer i was outside a lot so my neck was very red but uh <laughs> man i gotta say though uh we, i know we talked about it a little bit before i got hooked up with mr jeff hammond uh future hall of fame famer in the nascar world and i, t- I was talking with kobe on the way back our friend kobe moore mm-hmm. and kobe said that uh He's like you couldn't have went to went to a race with someone like anyone any better than that. He's at a point. Jeff Jeff is at the point in his career where he is retired from uh, from a lot of the aspects. He's still on the radio broadcast and still doing doing a few pieces that way. And, mm-hmm. and I think some of the some of the TV side of things. But he's uh, he's he didn't have anything he had to do at the race. He, he was at, to be a fan. Yeah, he was at the track at seven a.m. for a radio show he was doing. He was covering for someone else. He has his normal uh, Tuesday night slot mm-hmm. on Sirius XM channel 90 nascar radio channel 90 but uh but he didn't have anything he had to do when we were at the race so he just took us around and showed us everything we could dream up and we were in the broadcast booth like in the Sirius and the the prn performance racing network broadcast booth for the race in bristol uh so we spent a lot of time there with the crew the guys on the radio and it was kind of wild because the the two in the the two guys in the uh in that booth and this one was right next to tv so like dale Earnhardt junior was right Mm -hmm. next door to us and then uh uh, like the whole tv crew was like two booths next to us and then uh but these guys only called part of it so the the two that were in with us like that we were in listening to they called part of the race and then there was another guy in like in the corner so it was like one guy would say a line this guy would say a line and the guy there would say a line and you couldn't hear him because it's uh, just in the headphones. Yeah. yeah 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 So we had to have like a little a little radio and i was listening in the whole time to like hear the entire broadcast because we were only hearing two-thirds mm-hmm, of it mm-hmm. with the guys in the booth so but it was like that was the best way to watch because then I knew who was where, what was going on, what was happening, and like some of the inside parts of it. So, because for those that might not know, and I like I don't know if I I don't think I mentioned it yet, but it's so loud we had to wear earplugs around. Mm-hmm. Like the only time you can when you can when we could talk to someone beside each other was when the race wasn't like when they were under caution. Mm-hmm. If they're racing full out, it's so loud so that yeah. ear piercingly break your hearing. Well, one thing I didn't realize I was talking to Storm afterwards that they like most people who are there watching, listen to the broadcast yeah. while watching the race or the, or the, uh, the, what do you call it? Like the, the channels, like the, the radio channels for the teams, you can listen to a team and what they're talking about cool. too. Cool. Yeah. It's neat. That's a neat fan experience. Yeah. So different. where so the would... live event production, is very different than some of the other sports i have been to. Yeah. Cause you're, you're the fans really aren't engaged with there's like, no cheering. Yeah. There's so, no crowd yeah, noise. Yeah. There's no crowd noise. Besides the opening, when they're when Michael Buffer is introducing everybody on the and when, stage. He, and when somebody wins afterwards, he's doing the After. celebration laps and stuff. We didn't That's make cool. it that far away to get out of there before oh, it got really? too crazy. Well, there's a hundred thousand people I there, guess, so yeah, the traffic was. So, sort of where racked. would you rate uh, your NASCAR live experience on your sports list of oh, man. live experiences? Well, so to be behind the scenes like that and see it that way, I don't know. I think I did it somewhere else, but I forget where it would have been. Now, where would you have been behind the scenes for an event, a big event like that? We had to see a little bit of the stuff in Vegas, but it really wasn't, like, behind the scenes. It was just no. talking to folks who were talking to Joe. the Joe. But, like, um, hockey, like, we've seen a bit of hockey. Like, that time we got hooked hook up with Chris Russell, yeah. and he showed us the dressing room, at the like, at the Flames, like, at the Saddle to Like, Ryan Leslie and that crew. Yeah, and, and Brendan Parker bit a bit. Yeah. So, we've seen a little bit of that that way. But, man, like, I have never been able to go to a sport like that. Like, it wasn't with baseball, wasn't with the NBA, wasn't with the NFL. So, for the majors, that was the closest and, like, most – you know, the most up close and like that way. What about from a fan perspective though? From a fan perspective, it was different because it wasn't, uh, the race wasn't actually, the actual competition of the race wasn't as electric as they were expecting. They were expecting to be like a really electric, really uh, high energy, like Mm -hmm. lots of racing, like lots of wrecks and lots of tight racing, but it ended up not being as good as they expected it to be. Because you you could like have a pretty good rating because we've been to an NHL game, an NBA game, an NFL game. You've been doing MLB. NASCAR race. You've been doing NLB. You've been to like yeah. five major sports in the last year. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't, what am I missing? Just major soccer? Like or just lacrosse? Soccer, yes, MLS. Yeah. We went to the lacrosse game in uh, Saskatoon together. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I would say, I would say it was the best experience of all of them as far as seeing it in, in that way. But the fan experience was probably, probably, it's probably the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. For fan experience, as far as like being extremely like entertained in the show, like, that part of the opening but like the the vastness of like and so how big the the what would you say like how how big the the like the venue is was unbelievable yeah at at bristol and then uh i mean yeah because mlb was kind of like wasn't much of a uh wasn't very like too crazy as far as the game like it was not that exciting like we didn't even finish the game there yeah NBA was like, eh, like it was passive watching. Yeah, NBA would be the bottom of my list of like sports Those I've been to. So yeah. far? NFL and NHL are very close though. Like, Their experience in Vegas was really cool. Like like go there's see there's always there's always something going on. Just not just like the fact of comparing like experiences What being at the stadium, like yeah, it was easy to get in and get out. Like there wasn't crazy I guess we're we're used to the dome where like sometimes the lineups get like fucking crazy. Yeah. Whereas yeah, like and the in, nights was easy. In, uh, yeah, where the, the nights was easy and then where the red Verizon is that where the the Raiders play no Reliant, Re- Reliant, hit. yeah, Reliant Stadium, Allegiance. Allegiance Stadium, yeah. Allegiant so that place Stadium. was like like a, being in a spaceship and just like Unreal, during yeah. the all the stoppages of play during the intermission, all that kind of stuff. stuff there was on. shit going on, and nah. like in Vegas, that was like who was it? Run DMC was the yeah, it was super act. cool, yeah. So. For like ten minutes, just playing some six, six oh man. Teams. So that was like fine experience was awesome. Yeah, so I would say like obviously I like NFL enough. I'm going back, going to LA in a couple of weeks. Like between the time when this show comes out and the next one, we're going to SoFi for a couple of games. So. Yeah. That's worth going back to. I'd probably go to another baseball game. I guess one of the only ones we haven't seen is golf, but I probably wouldn't go to a golf tournament unless it was like the Masters. Dude, I would love to go to the waste management. Would be sick. Okay, that'd be cool waist, too. That's good or golf. the Masters would be cool. Yeah. Or even the the players would be cool too. Maybe it depends where it would be and how yeah. you get tickets get in, whatnot. But that waste management is like top. Like that'd sports be neat experience. It's really be neat. Neat. That one, I want to really want to go to a football match in Europe. Soccer. Yeah. 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 Huh. So that's cute. Um, and a baseball game i love i love baseball though so yeah i didn't i did enjoy the the i, I enjoyed being at the baseball, baseball game because i like the being able to visit and ask questions and like that's like that tough. way and it was unreal so i gotta say thanks again to jeff, mr jeff hammond for taking us showing us nascar introducing us to everyone um unreal experience i'd recommend if you haven't been to one just to see it make sure you bring your your, your like your, your, <laughs> your plugs but yeah unreal uh amazing experience and thanks again to jeff for having us storm and i had an awesome time and and uh we'll be back again someday to see him so well and so earlier on we mentioned the cfr and yesterday yeah. the canadian professional rodeo association announced their year-end winners yeah and there's some surprises to man some folks some really cool stuff congratulations happened. to our friend ricky tiki wanchuk first time winner of the cpra comedy act of the year good on you rick i was hoping for another episode i was hoping for doug young or dave polson with announcer <laughs> of the year no offense we love brett, brett. we love brett, we love you, brett. but but somebody times, else went. It's it's, okay. Okay. it's, it's like an it, old winning it. Like, you can't, like, how oh, do you. Oh, got to get a new decal from my truck. I'm 11 times. Like, it's like man. that. It's like one of. I remember one of Dale Brisby's first videos. They asked him, like, doesn't get. Doesn't the, winning the world Dale. titles get get old? He's like, it's like, yeah, it gets a little tiring because it gets redundant. It's like, what am I going to do again? Go win the world championship again. It's like, that's where <laughs> that's the point of Brad said. He won 11 of them, but pretty cool. Congrats. It's true. And like, when do they name the award after him? Or it's just the Brett Gardner oh, announcer I think of the that year? They, award. The, when he retires, it's been the gotta second be, best announcer be. of the year. It's got to be, man. Assistant to the announcer of the year. I think we should just, we're just going to to start giving out our own awards. Hey? Oh, well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> but uh, um, what, what else? Uh, what else was your Tanner Verne got oh, yeah. voted in for his first CFR. It was pretty yeah. cool. It's a guy who competed there and won there. Yeah, the it was very successful. Hey, Peter. And then, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Him coming back and then Tyler Thompson getting his second. Crack CFR at the C.F.R. Yep. Um, Doug's going back. Yep. Mania is Mania's back. Going Brett back. Mania back in the bullfighting. Um, yeah. I saw some of the stuff with the uh, with the P.R.C.A. too. Didn't pay too close of attention, but uh, I'd just see some other people get a crack at some jobs at the N.F.R. Maybe. Yeah. I think it's, it's nice. Like, it's, like, it's nice folks. to just like oh yeah. I think having like give, give someone else things, a chance. things fresh, man. Don't don't just keep it as a contract. Open it up a little bit. I know that it might be a little bit of a different job, but like I've been to the N.F.R. before. And it hasn't changed since I first went there. So, yeah. you know, for the folks, like, I know the competition's great, uh, but the show is the same. So, challenge to the NFR, fucking change it up. Change it up. She's getting a little Get stale. Fresh. It's getting a little stale. Keep but fresh. Anyways, that'll wrap up the first part of our show. Thanks again to CFR Red Tier and our friend Eric at Sweet Pro. Appreciate you listening. We'll be back with our interview after this uh, from Grand Prairie, Alberta, the Bonnet Energy Center. I'm Teddy's Wacy. This is Cowboy Shit. We'll uh, catch up with you soon. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Get your ass up and hurt up, huh? Ice Cube, baby. Ninety-nine, baby. I'm on the grind, baby. All the time,
1: baby. Show me something. You My name is Ted Stoven. He's Wacy Anderson, and our guest this week is a two-time PBR Canada champion, 2018. And 2021, he could have had a couple more in between, but we'll uh, we'll probably get get and to he's that. He's a CFR average champion and a junior yeah. world champion. This guy's got yeah. a list as long as our and, arms of. And you conference. say junior junior world champion? That's is it? Uh, Cody, tell me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but it's one or two or three times with the, at the IFR too, right?
2: Uh, yeah, just once, once, once? In the junior bull riding. Yeah, you oh, okay, it.
1: that's the one the ways he was talking about. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Cody Cover coming to us from Craven, Saskatchewan, just outside of Regina um Cody you just put up uh you put a post on Facebook the other day and we were thinking about it and I was like wait so we should probably talk with Cody here and and see what's going on and and make a plan so thanks for joining us and and uh we're glad to see you back back at it here and uh you know like we're talking to you just before Lethbridge so the show won't be out till after Lethbridge and Grand Prairie but uh but as a two-time champ you're back and ready to go and uh and and uh and ready to right take on 10 for number 3. Yeah, for number 3.
2: Exactly. No, yeah, I'm actually I'm looking forward to getting back to bull riding. It's been a it's been a pretty rough year here for me as bull riding's went so far, but I think I'm still number 8 in the standings here going in to this weekend in Lethbridge, but uh hopefully when this comes out after Lethbridge and after uh Medicine Hat or whatever is the next after that, hopefully I'm jumped up a little bit in the standings and sitting a little bit better for uh that Canadian title race.
1: Well, just for this records I got you number 9 right now. You got 139 <laughs> points in Canada. Logan Beaver's number one at 297 points. So I don't actually recall or know what the numbers are for the points for the cup events, but I'm guessing you can probably win quite a few and you can catch back up really quickly. It's it's definitely not over. We talked about it last show, Teddy. There's so many points available at these last few events, and In at the, the finals. finals, like yeah, you're dead. It's definitely not over.
2: Absolutely, I'm pretty excited. I think I don't really recall what I was sitting last year coming into these last couple events, but. I did pretty average at them too. I think I only took a second in Saskatoon was my best and I never won any of them. So hopefully I started off with a bang with a win in Lethbridge. Uh, I got a good bull. I know for a fact that I was 87 on last year in the short round in Lethbridge. The only bull I ended up riding there. So hopefully I can ride him for an 87 to start it off and ride the next three after that too.
1: Well, And uh, Lethbridge with the rodeo in Edmonton they made it two separate events, right? So are you going to both or just one or what's, this, what's your plan?
2: I haven't been rodeo man. I not at I, all. Uh, okay. Yeah. I just been going to PBRs. I think I only went to four pro rodeos this whole year. So I kind of been slacking on that whole thing. It's going to suck not being at the CFR this year after going for the last uh, four years, but whatever. So just build on this year and hopefully win that PBR Canada championship and then uh, be back pro rodeoing again in the spring.
1: Well, you got your $50,000 check on the back uh, back door or back wall behind you. And there's that, there's 175,000 to win in Edmonton again this year. I remember Jason talking like Jason Davidson with PBR Canada talking about having a huge check for the finals champion and the year end champion. So tell us about that a little bit on, on, on what there is to win. It's 175 grand. It's almost as much as the CFR mean. pays. It's yeah. About 200, I think.
2: Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. The, what JD and uh, the PBR Canada are doing here, and coming to Rogers Place and putting all this money up for us, it's pretty outstanding. And it's uh, last year I was lucky enough to uh, place third in the event and won the the year end. So I think I walked out of Rexall with or Rogers Place. I mean, sorry, with a check for sixty seven thousand yeah. for two to work.
1: <laughs> Dang that! And then uh, remember you guys loading up the truck after, and you had the big check with you. And uh, get the get the win there, and then uh, then get to. Uh, I mean well, and, it was, and it was a surprising win, like yeah, it was a surprising yeah, come win from man. behind. I like, was hurt the last day too, eh? And, and yeah, and nobody really, and, and, yeah, nobody really knew what was going on, pick. and then all of a sudden, like they they get everything set up to announce the champion. And it was you, and like I like I was surprised just because like you you said you came in kind of lower in the standings, and I mean, you had a really good finals. But man, that was a kind of a redemption season for you after after the years leading up into that
2: yeah yeah we kind of we joked about it uh me and timmy there my, my traveling partner we talked a lot last year and it was kind of the fuck you buckle that's what i called it <laughs> yeah so you know, to get that buckle brought to me and uh to have my family my mom and uh my brother was there and a lot of my good friends so you know we we partied that night we partied pretty hard and it was pretty incredible, and yeah it'll definitely a moment I'll never forget, but uh coming into this year, I'm hoping for the exact same result uh come from behind and swoop up that fifty thousand dollar check again
1: <laughs> so it's a fuck you buckle I think we gotta elaborate let's <laughs> let's get into it, cody <laughs> but uh yeah so um, so honestly in twenty nineteen you wouldn't the, win the title uh or no sorry twenty eighteen when the yeah. when the title it wasn't a fifty thousand dollar bonus at the time just when things were kind of getting ramped up <clears throat> with the new canadian p b r tour um Still a solid year, but uh, but yeah, go to go go the, go into eighteen, win the buckle, but then you miss essentially uh, two full seasons.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was uh, actually okay. Well, we'll get right into it. I uh, yeah got caught. I got caught, got stopped uh, two weeks after the PBR Canada Finals, and they threw me in jail. And I was supposed to leave to Arlington to go uh, ride for Team Canada that uh, the day after two days after or something like right away so then I was in jail and they kicked me off the team Canada and obviously I was uh suspended from the PBR for yeah two full seasons I was on house arrest for two years so I couldn't even go to really any bull ridings I went to like I think I went to 15 pro rodeos in 2019 just to make the the CFR and me and Sage Kimsey were the only guys to go to the minimum and make the CFR I do believe but yeah I didn't uh wasn't really doing too much just kind of trying to get my life back on track and fast forward to 2021 when I got to come back to the PBR uh they called me I actually called JD actually and Tanner Byrne called me and he was having an event he's like you want to come and I was like yeah if they'll let me ride I'll come so fast forward uh to 2022 or 2021 sorry and uh yeah it was uh pretty exciting time getting to ride back in the pbr i was at one point didn't really think i was ever gonna get to ride pbr again so yeah it was just all season long i just kind of wanted to to win back to back but not back to back buckles for me it's back to back because in 2018 was the last time i got to ride and then 2021 again i my first year back i won it so i don't know i just called the fuck you buckle for more for my (laughs) (laughs)
1: when you mentioned those those two years on house arrest and that's got to be really hard for a guy like you you've spent your life rodeoing and being on the trail and there had to have been had to been some dark times after coming off such a good good season and kind of run into that bit of trouble
2: absolutely man it's peaks and valleys you know I didn't really I didn't really tell too many people because at the time I, I I don't know why I just didn't really have too many friends I guess to turn to at that point but I was in a pretty dark place and uh my mental health wasn't the best. Even coming back in 2021, I I've struggled, man. Mental health is, it's been huge for me. I never really realized it since Posi passed away, you know. I just kinda kinda put it on the back burner and just kinda tried to push through. But uh this year I kinda I couldn't fight it no more, man. I was fucking everything up in my life. So, you know, I just I just had to put everything on hold, everything that I had going on and i just said i need to put myself first and need to get myself fixed so i ended up checking into rehab and uh going out to bc to rehab and uh it's the best thing i've ever done in my life i can't say enough good things about it
1: when, when uh when did you head over there i think i looked it up today and it, that place is in fort steel <laughs> top of the world yep. Ranch, i think it's called so you headed over there and i was reading up on some of the different programs and whatnot but but tell us tell us about your time there and when you were there I was looking at the event schedule and seeing like where you had been and what was happening. So you kind yeah. of went to like, did you, I think you must've been at Calgary, then Cheyenne, McGrath. So like, was was it right after Stavely essentially, or when did you go?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I think I came home from Stavely and then uh, I was stayed at home for a week, kind of just sorting things out and getting my shit in order, getting, getting all the paperwork and shit done to enough to go, get ready to go. And uh, the Western Sports Foundation actually helped me out to to go there, so I'm really thankful for them. But there was a bunch of paperwork, anyways. And then I think it was uh, the thirtieth. The yeah, the thirtieth I left, and then uh, the first I was was my very first day there. So I was there for uh, fifteen full days or sixteen full days or whatever it was, and then I wanted to come home to get ready for Lethbridge. So here we are. <laughs>
1: Is it, is that, is that two weeks, the initial program, or is there, is there, you know, are supposed to go for three weeks or what, what's the deal getting?
2: They see like, I don't know. It's, it's, they say 30 days, but, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to stay for the full 30 because uh, I wanted to go I want to get back to bull riding. Right. And I, it's kind of, it got a bit monotonous for me. It's kind of the same thing, schedule, same week. So like after week two. Like, I was like, holy man, it's the same thing every week. But they, that's what they say. 30 days is what they, they're they really pushing for. So uh, coming out of rehab early, they they kind of had a lot of questions for me. But uh, we got a lot of stuff in, in place. Like, I go to four meetings a week, uh, NAA meetings. And then uh, I'm in touch with uh, my counselor every day, pretty much. And uh, actually, one of the, the cool things I got from... Uh, rehab was uh carry price i got his numbers so he's kind of going to be my guy to lean on here hopefully in the next few coming weeks and months or whatnot just to make sure and uh actually chad best plug's really been helping me out too so i might uh i actually i'm going to go live with chad in calgary oh really and nice. yeah in the next uh, right after lethbridge i'm going to go to his place for hopefully i don't know how long but at least a month or two just to he's going to show me how he did it because i've always idolized chad always liked the way he rode and the way he handled business so just kind of get back on the right track and get the right people in my corner
1: what what was going on cody uh like i i've heard different things but i don't know what was happening like it like we want to get the the the, the, get the story straight for folks and for everybody Yeah, what was going on if you want like i don't know and tell tell me if i'm wrong here too i don't know all the all the rules and i don't want to uh, mess you up and send things backwards at all like talk of, on it if you want or if you don't just you know whatever you're comfortable with I I, I, I just I'm curious and I I I just want to you know be there to be able to help you out I, I'm curious yeah,
2: for, no uh yeah like I was drinking a lot you know more than a guy should have like during the week partying you know and spending ridiculous amounts of money and kind of just being scum of the earth really you know not really taking care of my stuff and and uh even got back into the drugs a little bit you know what I mean no drug specific just kind of I wasn't really prejudiced I did them all you know (laughs) as bad as that sounds that's kind of what it was you know I didn't really care I just didn't really like uh having to deal with real life man it was real life was shit for me you know everything was going downhill so I just drank and did drugs and just to forget you know and I don't know. I don't know, really know why. I just had a lot of people in my corner and I just pushed them all away. Just kind of inner shit that I never really, really figured out for myself really until I went to rehab. And then we got some stuff figured out and figured out why I was doing all this shit. And now, now my outs, my, my outlook on life is way, way better. And I feel way better about everything. Like wake up in the morning, I can look in the mirror and be happy with the guy that's looking back at him before I used to look at him and used to be a fucking stranger. <laughs>
1: yeah. So well, with- and, and you mentioned getting the right people in your corner and how valuable that is. it, it seems like you're getting that in a row and and, and it just, it just speaks volumes to like the people you surround yourself with and how much it has an influence on, on what direction you head.
2: Oh that's the biggest thing, man. You know, I I always kinda thought I was, I don't know, invincible or better than everybody, kind of fucking big head on me. I thought, you know, I can hang out with whoever I want, and I'm still going to be a winner. But, you know, at the end of the day, after ten years of doing this shit, and you know, look at where it's got me. You know, I've I've won, but I've also surrounded myself with some not very good human beings and the wrong people. And I just kind of I really want to get back on the path of being a winner and being able for being a, a role model for the younger people. You know, so people can look up to me and and say you know like they that their kids are happy to have me as a role model so you know it's just kind of one of those things that i needed to do for myself and needed to do for all of my fans and my sponsors and everybody i just needed to handle my shit and take care of business and so that's what i had to do
1: well and that do you, could uh, be a lot of weight to carry too hey let the, the whole role <laughs> model thing you know you mentioned carry price and and how he big he is in hockey and his eyes on him all the time i mean that's that's not an easy thing to carry around so kudos to you for recognizing that and and getting her going
2: absolutely man yeah you know for sure so i'm just hoping yeah you know hopefully i can still ride bulls and i have no doubt in my mind that uh i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna ride better than better than i have and ever hopefully you know i got that fire burning in my belly again it's been a long long time i'm gonna say probably since i was 18 that i have felt this much fire and what drive to actually ride bulls and to put in the work and have the fire to go man so i'm pretty excited the uh when you when
1: you were in fort steel uh tell us about those couple weeks and what happened what you what you what you did what are you working on and you talked you talked about the meetings i was just looking up naa i don't i don't know uh i'm not sure what that is but but there's heard a little bit about it but just tell us about that and the experience you went through and what kind of shape you're in when you went and how you got there and got back and if you plan, like, do you plan to go back or do you need to, or like to get that 30 days sometime or like yeah. with the way the schedule is, it's tough to get away for 30 days. So I, I understand not, you can't really give up that much time and you, you don't make a living if you're, if you're going. So, so I get
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, my time at there was, you know, the first day was pretty, pretty scary. You know, you go in there and you don't know anybody and there's, essentially 15 20 other people that are in there for drugs or alcohol and you don't know their stories but you know after a day or two man I met some really really nice cool powerful people in there man like really inspiring you know that and just to just to know that you're not alone in in the struggle you know like a lot of times I felt like you know no one was as fucked up as I was you know like I don't, I didn't honestly thought that there was no fixing me, you know, like I didn't know that other people are struggling just as bad, if not worse than I am. So, you know, to go in there and, and then to get with a group of people that really support you and, and, and really push you to your limits, to want you to be better and to fix yourself. So, you know, like we did from seven in the morning till four, four thirty in the afternoon, you're busy with different kinds of stuff like yoga three times a week and, uh, smart recovery two times a week small groups which is like just a group where you talk about every anything and everything that's on your mind there is tons of stuff like they keep you busy in there and then on uh so that's monday to friday and then saturday sunday they kind of give you a little leeway and you can go on hikes or go fishing or kayaking they have their own personal little lake there that's beautiful tucked back away and we went to waterfalls one day. Like it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Man, getting back and in, in physically and back into shape. They have a nice little gym there as well. So I was trying to hit the gym three, four times a week. A little sauna. So it was pretty. It was pretty fun, man. And you know the food that 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 uh, Top of the World Ranch has is second to none. I've never ate that kind of food. <laughs> and it's I put on put on uh, eighteen pounds when I was there so i think i'm 182 or 183 now so but i feel like healthy and ready to go
1: and you not- feel more balanced sounds like that was quite a, a way to get, kind of get your mind right and and kind of have that balance between feeling strong and in the body and mind
2: yeah absolutely yeah mentally mentally is where i think it's really going to show up what what happened there and you know i i physically i've always been kind of like in shape ish you know but you know, mentally I think coming back from this is there's not no boat that's gonna rock me, man. Like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this fucking marathon. You know, the last six events, I'm feeling good, ready to ready to go for the final push, man. And I, I've never been more excited for what's to come or or anything in life. Not just with bull riding, but with everything. I'm really just just happy, man. Happy for once in my life. So I'm pretty excited.
1: That's outstanding. Cody, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to, uh, glad to hear that. So, so like so when you go there, you, you're in, like, is it the, like the 12 step program kind of thing? Like, and then is the NAA? Is that what the meetings are moving forward? Is that the organization or how does that work?
2: Yeah. So like there's three times a week at like seven at night, you do a meeting, like there's either AA, NA, or CA. And yeah, is more like the, NA is like the more the, or AA is the drinking, alcohol is anonymous, NAs narcotics anonymous, and CA is cocaine anonymous. They're all the same kind of thing. Just, just little slurs, just, they just switch from cocaine to alcohol to narcotics, really. That's the only difference. But yeah, we did meetings three times a week there at night after you're done all your classes and stuff. So I hosted my, I hosted my very first meeting the week I was leaving and it was, it's pretty powerful, inspirational stuff, man. Like, you know, as a as an addict and, you know, because that's what I was. I was a drug addict, man. I was plain and simple. A functioning drug addict, I guess you could say. And, you know, I, I never addressed this issue from, oh, it's been a long time, man. So to go finally, finally get that off your chest and to finally realize that there's more to life than just getting up every day and doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty uh, inspirational. But, yeah, no. I I really like the meeting portion of it. That's kind of where I'm going to lean into it. And that's what's kind of going to be my 12-step program is doing the meetings. That's what's going to hold me accountable.
1: And so now they have them and you can go to Regina or when you're in Calgary, it'll be easy to go to, there's tons of them in Calgary or in the surrounding areas or anywhere you are, I think essentially you can look in the program and go. Like if you're on the road, you can probably go when you're on the road if you need to or depending on the timelines, but kind of anywhere, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just type in Google A meetings and they pop up wherever you're up by pretty much, you know, there's, there's online, there's meetings online too that I've been doing when I can't get like, cause Regina is about 25 minutes from me and I don't have a vehicle. My truck's in Texas right now. So I just sit at home and I just do online meetings during the day right now, but hopefully get my truck. And cause I like the, I like the interaction in, face interaction man. and getting to getting to hear some of the people's stories is, yeah it's pretty powerful man it's inspiring
1: how do you uh why is your truck in texas how do you and how do you get it back what's the story <laughs> there?
2: <laughs> so long story short man uh i got covid when i was down at cody lambert's place riding for the texas rattlers and i was feeling like shit we went to this open bull riding and i felt like i was dying man and, and aaron aaron Noy told me some horror stories about having to go to the hospital in the states and i was kind of just scared i didn't want to go to the hospital and have get stuck with this these big bills or whatever A eh? so i was like you know what man i'm i'm feeling like shit gonna die couldn't even get on my ball at this bull riding i like fainted before the bull riding by this yes. other guy that I, this other guy that was riding for the texas Rattlers, uh brady randolph he's like man are you scared i was like man i ain't scared of shit but i just i, I don't feel good man i don't feel right this fucking texas heat i thought you know something so yeah. i, I Long story short, he uh, drove me to the airport, and I flew home, went to the hospital, and here I have COVID, so I was in the hospital for two days with COVID, Jesus. and then, uh, yeah, I just left my truck with him, so it, it's down in Texas right now, so eventually, I'm going to have to fly down there and get my truck, <laughs> but we'll worry about that after, so that's kind of a- why I've been, I've been riding with all my old stuff, right, so. Might yeah, have to.
1: So- fly somebody down there and drive it back for you there might, and there might be somebody there that could drive it back you got to talk with those kids that are in school down there the kids from yeah. saskatchewan want to get one of them kids to drive it back at the end <laughs> of the semester absolutely yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah borrow somebody else's in the meantime
2: yeah for sure
1: <laughs> huh um so so how are you feeling now i guess it's been it's been uh today's the 21st so three weeks three weeks since you since you checked in and you've been out for a few days and uh what is it, what does it take to, to stay, to stay like this? And what, like one of the things is the three weeks, three weeks creates the habit, right. Of, 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 uh, changing our, yeah. what do you call it? Changing our, just, just changing our habits, I guess. But it, it became, it be, becomes, a um, I don't know what I'm trying to find the words right now, but, but the, after a while by what you're doing, you're changing the way things are going. So, yeah. So what does it take to keep, to stay this way? Like, what do you got to keep doing? to stay on the right track.
2: Doing what doing, man, Staying with, a, uh, you know, just keep staying away from the wrong people and uh, keep waking up in the morning and reminding myself that I'm in recovery, not just today, but I'll be in recovery for, for forever, man, as long as I live, you know, cause you know, for me, it's, there's no going and having one drink for me. It's like, I'm missing a switch in my head. That's kind of what they told, they taught me at the recovery place, you know, like there's, there's no mediation for, for me, you know, so just why would I even stretch it and even go have that one drink and just, I can just have a good time being sober. So, you know, it's just gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna take me staying sober and just waking up in the morning and reminding myself that I'm happier when I'm sober. I'm a better person and just uh, pretty much just staying on the path, man, and keep doing what I'm doing. And, Get in with the right people that's that's the biggest thing I think for myself to succeed long term is going to be changing the people that I was hanging around and yeah basically just be around winners man because I'm, I'm i i'm I want to be a winner I want to continue to be a winner be a better winner than I was before so what's
1: it what's it take to say no i I know I know for myself uh, a couple of years ago I had a pretty rough go for a while and had to had to lay off lay off the alcohol for quite a few months and really from for me it was hard to say no i was kind of on the social side and i felt like i had to have a beer to fit in and be around stuff and it really was empowering when i finally said no i'm not like no i don't have to do this and i it changed my attitudes on on alcohol like i just learning to say no was one of the toughest parts because i didn't feel like it's like oh if i don't have a beer then i'm not going to fit in or, or something like they think something's wrong with me like that's probably a conversation you guys had maybe had when you were there
2: yeah exactly you know there's a lot of people there for alcohol more than i thought would have been you know honestly and and i i never used alcohol as in, like it is a gateway you know for when it comes to drugs for a lot of people but for me it wasn't but at the same time i'm missing that switch so i'm not even gonna push the limits i'm just not gonna drink either you know just stay sober and i think it's gonna benefit for the long term it's gonna benefit it's, nothing's gonna it's not going to harm anything. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, to say no, that's the hardest thing, you know, cause I, I'm the same way. I, I, I like to think I'm social and I like to go out and have a good time. And, you know, that's kind of interacting with people. I just, you know, common, common thing to go have a beer, you know what I mean? But now you just got to be able to be comfortable, I guess you should say be comfortable with yourself and, and saying no and you can always go to the bar and they can have a beer and you can have a water you know and then you won't feel like shit in the morning probably for when it comes to other bull riders, i'll probably beat them (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah
1: well and you mentioned your fiance how much has she helped you through this whole process especially over the last few weeks
2: man honestly i can't thank caitlin enough you know i she's she's the rock She's started everything, put everything, all this together, man. Without her, man, who knows where I'd be? I'd probably be dead. You know, seriously, I can't thank her enough, and but I feel terrible for the shit that I've done to her, and and but man, it's it's made us so much closer, and fucking yeah, I love her to death, man. I can't thank her enough.
1: So when you go to stay with Chad, I guess she'll come in, come back and forth a little bit, is she is she
2: working by Craven or? Yeah. She's a dental assistant here in Regina. So, uh, yeah, you know, like it's going to be tough to be away from her, but she knows that it's for the best, you know, she, she knows kind of my triggers and what I need to do and how much I respect Chad. So, you know, she, she knows what I have to do. And she, she's she got my best interest in mind for sure. So she understands.
1: So you'll be in Calgary for kind of this fall run essentially till probably Edmonton. Then I know like, uh, what's your plan for the off season? What What are you going to keep busy at? What are you going to do? Like, cause part of this is keeping busy and having a little bit light, less idle time probably too, which is probably That's a part big of the issue.
2: issue, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, even these couple of days at home, man sitting here and kind of going stir crazy already, you know, just fiddling with my, my old bull ropes and shit. <laughs> <I just laughs> trying to busy, but, uh, for the off season, I don't really know yet. I haven't really, so I thought that far yet. Yeah, maybe go down south. You know, who knows?
1: Maybe go get your know. truck. Maybe go get my <laughs> truck. Maybe go
2: back to Texas. Maybe I'll stay in Texas. Who knows? <laughs>
1: what? Uh, what are the? So tell us about that though, because the the teams deal. You are you are or were part of the Texas Rattlers. I don't know the current yeah. situation, but are you still part of the roster or what's the deal? Ah,
2: uh, no, no, I didn't no. accept. I, I no, I uh, got. I, they offered me a pretty average deal you know between us yeah yeah i didn't like i didn't like the numbers man there's way more money to be to be made in canada like even just rodeoing and and with the pbr like the finals like there's a lot of money to be won there's not really no reason for me to to be down there to be not making that much money when i'm going to be making tenfold more money here in canada so you know it's it was nice to ride for the texas rattlers i love being a texas Rattler, but the the money wasn't there for me and and at the end of the day I love riding bulls. Yeah. I love riding bulls and I love riding bulls on TV, but I love the money. So
1: Yeah, you gotta get paid. So Yeah you gotta do it. Yeah. They haven't and nobody has really released much for money yet on on the team side of things. And you said there's tenfold more. Like I'm I'm so I'm just gonna throw a number out. I'm guessing they probably offered like ten grand to go to the ten tour events or something, like plus expenses. Like it it probably was pretty shitty deal honestly like i, I get it why you wouldn't yeah. take it if it's like something like that between ten and twenty or like that's not that good of a deal and you can win one more, no. more here
2: yeah exactly like it, it's it was it's good for the top guy jose Vitor Leme. you know he signed for yeah. all that money. you know what I mean but and, uh, what,
1: and what he signed for like do you know what he signed for i don't I have no idea
2: I personally have no idea I, I, i've heard I've heard all different sorts of numbers man but you know yeah. i i between us it was I heard a million to but who knows. Oh wow.
1: One point four to be on the t- on the, the Just, like the Austin Gamblers, right?
2: Yeah, he, he's the face of it. He he's the best, right? So but yeah, for me it was yeah, it wasn't very good, man. Like, it was yeah, I thought it was gonna be way, way better, man, than it, it actually is. And that's probably why they're not releasing all the numbers yet, because they're not yeah. that good. They're In not that five, good, yeah. Yeah, five, six years, you know, if if I wish I was five or six years younger because if I wasn't in the prime of my career right now, I'd wait it out and then, and then go ride. Man, Mm -hmm. maybe I will. Who knows if I'm still riding five, six years and and the numbers are up because I think they have the right idea. I just think that they need to evolve it a little bit more, you know, for, for an 18 year old kid, that's the, that doesn't have bills and, you know, all that stuff and riding above it. That's it's good money. Don't get me wrong. But you know, when we're, I'm 28, and you know, and my, I'm in the limelight, right? So I got <laughs> bills, I got shit like that. I need to be making money, so mm-hmm. it just no, wasn't I get, more, it. yeah, it just financially, it wasn't there for me. But I hopefully in a couple of years they they pick it up a little bit. Like the, I got a couple emails there, and and they the financial and the things are supposed to pick up even next year. Like it's supposed to be doubling pretty much every year. And I get oh, really? it, their first startup year or whatever, but. I don't know. It was good. It was a good opportunity. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I Cody Lambert's a badass. He's always been one of my idols, you know. So, mm-hmm. pretty cool oh, yeah. to, to ride on, under him.
1: Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, that's. I was. I was just curious about that because we, we kind of got into it a little bit, and I was interested to know. I think. Like. I think Ways and I've talked about this a little bit. If they, when the so when the NHL wasn't it waste NHL yeah, the started NHL. sharing sharing salary numbers, and it kind of opened the book for. For everyone to be like, oh well, if Jose's getting one point four, like I'm not going to ride for ten grand. That's bullshit. Like,
2: yeah, you know yeah, what I exactly. mean.
1: Like, they can't make it that top heavy. They they kind of can, but if everybody else knew what he was getting, they would have they would have to pony up and do it. And the, the people with the teams, they're not broke, like, and a lot less like, people would want to compete for that month, that money. Where like you say, they can go in Canada yeah. and compete and win a bunch of money, or wherever they're from. And yeah, and double that or triple that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like. Like, there's, don't get me wrong, it's it's an alright deal, man, but it's just, I didn't see it, like, I just know how much money that I've averaged out in the last, uh, even just in Canada, you know, like, Bull Riders Canada, to the PBR, to the Pro Rodeo, man, I've made pretty, pretty good money in Canada, without oh, yeah. even,
0: mm-hmm. without
2: even having to leave home, you know, I'm home every week, and you know, that that whole team's deal, moving down there and having to live down there for 10 well, twelve weeks or whatever, you know. Yeah. If I'm away from home, I I expect to be getting paid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, even yeah. even last year, just in the PBR Canada, you made eighty five thousand. I have. Yeah. To look, I'm just looking back at the. I'm just going to find the twenty or twenty twenty one CPRA standings. So, uh, so the bull riding, you made another twenty thousand in the in the CPRA. So I mean, yeah, you make a hundred grand Canadian plus a little bit extra in the U.S. Global Cups, like whatnot. Like that's a pretty damn good. Crack at it, you don't even have to leave the country.
2: Yeah, exactly, you know, and and my uh, 2020 and 20, 2019 and uh, numbers from the CFR. That's I made some pretty good money there at the CFR. You won the
1: average in 2019, didn't you?
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I think second. Actually. Oh, okay, right. Yeah.
0: I was just, yeah.
1: Like, just looking back here. So 20 there wasn't much the year before. Uh, in 20- oh, there something screwed up here with these standings anyways yeah like you can make a hundred grand yeah 60,000 this was in 2018 yeah made 60 grand yeah right like that's plus your pbr money that that's a damn good that you yeah not like a hundred thousand hundred and some thousand plus some sponsors so yeah you know, spend 10 weeks down there for whatever might have been 10 20 grand like it's just not that lucrative so plus yeah, you're risking exactly. your life every week so i get it
2: yeah that's right and it's not like we were getting on you know like Pretty shitty bulls Like I was getting on the heat, man. He just put me on the, <laughs> the <shit>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was oh, good. Like I, I appreciated it, and I appreciated the opportunity. And I, and hopefully, you know, in the years to come, or next year, or whenever, maybe even after this, you know, hopefully, I do get another shot to go down there. But I just, I just hope I get paid. You know, that's the only way yeah. I'm gonna be down there is making sure that that um me and me and my fin- financial well being are taken care of.
1: Um, the, okay, sorry. So the team, so, and then you got in trouble. And so you got in trouble back before the team Canada thing. Did you get stuck where you couldn't get across the border? What's it been like that way? Did you have to go through some hoops to be able to get, like, get across? Or did everything get dropped? Or how did you end up after that, that deal in Lloyd where you got in shit? Like, I, I'm thinking there's, might've been some fucking around to get, to get clear, to go across the border, but I could be wrong too.
2: Yeah, man. It was, uh, Yeah. Uh what can I say? My lawyer. I love my lawyer. Yeah. Lisa Trash. Lisa Trash is an amazing lawyer and uh, highly, highly recommend her. And uh, yeah, it cost me a little bit of money, but in a few years, but uh, I ended up, yeah, I'm a free man. Like I have no criminal record and uh, I ended up having to take a deal. So I was like, I'm I'm off conditioned everything now, but I think up until this year in February I was still on conditions, so I couldn't screw up. But now I'm clear, man. So now it's I go up to the border, hand my passport, and it's honestly it's easier to pass to, to get across the border now than it ever was before. So <laughs> yeah,
1: Well, that you're you're extremely fortunate for that. A lot of folks would get in a similar position to be hosed for a long time.
2: Yeah, forever. Really, you know? right? Yeah. Oh so, yeah, yeah. I one set of charges there. I had you know, and when I was in the midst of it, was pretty bad. Possession with the intent of, intent of trafficking, and each of those is two years, and I had four of them, so Jeez. eight years right there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Eight years of eight years of prison time is what you're yeah, looking at, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad that you. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you, that you, uh, are in a better place now, Cody. We're happy, we're happy to see it.
2: Absolutely, man. And you know, it's, it, it took a long time and yeah, lots of long, a lot of years, of fucking lying and cheating and, you know, just being pretty much scum of the earth, you know, and to finally realize, you know, to go to rehab and finally realize that, uh, everyone that you thought were your friends really ain't your friends and anyone that matters is the people that were trying to tell you that you're a loser.
1: <laughs> what What did it take you to, to get across that line? What was the breaking point or what was the, ch- what was the change? What, what, cause there's, there had to be something a little bit significant that, that put you into that change.
2: Man, I've been doing this for 10 years and I missed two PBRs one weekend and went on a huge bender spent like 15 grand holy fuck. and it was just in a complete fucking rut, man. Like I had nowhere to go, nowhere, no one to turn to. And just, it was, yeah, man, it was just a complete rock bottom. You know, it was just a complete rock bottom. And I've, I've never missed a PBR in the 10 years that I've been doing this. And to miss those two PBRs and to have good draws at those PBRs and still just didn't even care to go, man, just... <sighs> just didn't even care and that's when I knew my life was fucked up like I knew shit was pretty bad and when I didn't even care to do my craft the only thing that I've ever really cared for and really put my heart and soul into man and then wake up in the morning and I was just like man fuck I don't even want to go ride bulls so after that I knew shit was pretty terrible man and I was being not a very good person not answering my phone and Lost my phone, lost my debit card, lost my, uh, my credit cards, everything, man, everything was just shit, you know? So I just hit complete rock bottom and that's what it took for me to realize that, you know, holy shit, Cody, maybe you're not indestructible and maybe you are in shit and you need, maybe you do need help. (laughs) Yeah. So essentially that's what it took for me.
1: What is, what the hell did you spend 15 grand on? It's a lot of cash.
2: Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Ted. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Yeah, hotel rooms, booze, man, partying, paid for everyone's party. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it was it was a crazy time, man. I don't regret it because it was a fucking rank party, but I, I do regret it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the way we are, the way you're, um, I, I don't know this for sure, again, either, but the way that, way that they probably are teaching you to help is you you can't really you don't totally forget about those times but you have to frame it in a new way so you have to find new ways to fill your cup yeah i'm thinking right and new ways to feel feel good and entertained you know excited like right
2: yeah no yeah you're exactly right ted uh you know don't don't forget those good times because those were good times but you know those times can't happen anymore and uh yeah find feel other ways, like good sober ways to, to reenact those, those good feelings that you get, you know? So that's kind of, that will be a, an everyday struggle for me. Cause I, I lived a, a pretty extravagant life when I was doing it, man, blowing lots of money, <laughs> more money than a guy probably should, you know, but I had a lot of fun and I'll always take those memories. I always cherish those, cherish those memories, but I, I honestly do believe that my life is tenfold going to be better for bull riding and just everything in general. I just, I'm pretty excited for, for the new Cody, I guess you could say, man. I'm, I'm actually happy and wake up in the morning and work and don't have to do drugs every day just to, just to feel normal. So
1: Yeah. You, uh, the, how, how clear is your head right now compared to before? Like after a few weeks, I felt like a bit of a fog kind of cleared up, and I was awake again. I'm thinking you like you must feel way more alive than than a few weeks ago.
2: Oh man, I can't even explain to you like it's ten years, man, of straight cloudiness. You know, of just pushing shit down that I want I couldn't handle for ten years, man. So you know, it's only been uh, whatever it has been, however many days, three weeks. Yeah. yeah, so I feel. Phenomenal, man! Like to wake up in the morning and yeah, have a clear mind and like yeah, I can't even explain to you how how much better I feel. Like it's 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 pretty awesome, man. It's and it's getting better every day. Like I feel better, you know. And I was talking to Ty Prescott, and he said he he felt off for two years, man. Like he didn't get back to feeling normal for two years, and and I feel pretty blessed, man, just to be like I feel phenomenal already at three weeks man. i feel back to normal the old me like i said that fire that i never had for bull riding in years man it's come back and i, I crave it again so i can look out boys i'm ready to go
1: <laughs> what what are some of those ways that you're you're filling filling up your cup otherwise like is it is it some of the fishing stuff now is it going to be you know what are you and chad getting it up to i know chad's a, he's eating really healthy right now and and I'm assuming he's probably in, back in the gym like he used to be because that guy was a gym gym rat since day one. So yeah. like, there's got to be some of that other stuff. Like for me, for me, it's golf now a lot. Like I really enjoy golfing and getting out in nature and and just, you know, I'm not much of a hiker and I'm busy working a lot. But like golf is kind of one of my ways to fill up that way as well. But well, what is it for you and what's it going to be?
2: Absolutely, man. I love golfing as well. I think that's going to be huge for me. And uh, yeah, just going to see what Chad's all about, man, that eating healthy. And he's going to teach me how to cook, man. (laughs) Right on. The fiance will appreciate that. that. (laughs) Yeah, man. It'll be good. You know, I want to hit the gym twice a day. I really want to, because when I was 18, I remember when Chad uh, went to Marwain and I rode a couple of bulls, Genghis Kong in the short round, and they never rode them back then quite, like, very much. And I was sitting first, and I just remember chad was getting on uh south south side of heaven or something of wild yeah, hogs so
1: Side fate or so one of those ones 747 is yeah. the number on him.
2: yeah that's right and uh i just remember looking at him man. i was like fuck there's no way this guy's gonna buck off this bull man his arms were just fucking jack looking <laughs> like, like, just a jack dude man and i was like and every time i seen him ride before that he never fell off like he was phenomenal i was like yeah that's the guy that i inspired to be like so Oh, to yeah. get, the opp- to get the opportunity to go and learn from him and yeah just just uh take it all in i'm pretty pretty fortunate man i have a lot of people a lot of people i didn't even know that i even had in my corner reaching out to me and, and just telling me that they support me and it's pretty good to it's pretty good feeling man knowing that uh i didn't fuck it all up yet, just yet so they're giving me everyone's giving me another shot so i'm pretty excited
1: wait you see sorry yeah No, you're good, man. It's, I was, that's kind of was going to be one of my questions. Like since you've put out that message and kind of where you're at, like, have you had other people reach out to you being like, Hey man, I'm in the same spot. Or like you said, I support you. Like it's got to feel good to have that, those people in your corner. Like that's maybe even be a big weight off your shoulders knowing that you haven't, haven't screwed it up or anything.
2: Absolutely, man. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty hard warming. Uh, no one like hundreds of people messaging me on Facebook and, and, uh, instagram everything and people calling me non-stop and people messaging on that uh on that post i put and you know yeah it's it's pretty exciting stuff man i'm pretty happy pretty fortunate and uh yeah to everyone that i really didn't get back to i just i'm just kind of taking small steps you know just kind of trying to get back into the swing of things replying to who i need to and just cuz there's a lot of there's a lot of rift in there too that I got to sift through. <laughs> I got to sift <step> through it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to keep my circle pretty small, man, and and uh I think a smaller circle and uh will end up being my success for me. You know what I mean? Cuz I was kind of a social butterfly for a lot of years, so I just think that it's just time I just need to really keep my circle small and strong and build off of that.
1: Talk about tell us about the Kerry Price deal. I know he's been uh through a few things and and a few injuries and then i think he spent some time at a like a rehabilitation center as well possibly i might be wrong on that but i thought, thought ways you can correct me too but yeah it was but, this past this past summer Based pretty right? much he was in okay yeah. or even the so, lead, two summers ago sorry it was yeah so he's went through some of this as well so how did you guys get connected i know he's from bc and and whatnot but just tell us tell us the story there and, and what that might look like going forward cody
2: uh yeah so carrie price um, uh, my aftercare worker, uh, Steve. His name is. He kept saying, you know, I got this other professional athlete, and I think you guys will hit it off, and I think you guys will. I think you can build off of him, and um, he just kept saying Carrie, Carrie, and I'm like, who the hell's Carrie? You know, I didn't really <laughs> understand Carrie was. So then he calls him, and he's he's still just calling him Carrie, Carrie, and I'm like, whatever. He's like, here, here, here's uh, Cody, Carrie. Hey, Kerry, how's it going? And then whatever we chatted on the phone for a couple minutes, he's like, "Yeah, I don't know if Steve told you, but I'm uh, Kerry Price with the Montreal Canadiens." And I'm like, "I know who you are, man. You're like, the best holy <laughs> ever, man." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Yeah," and then it just all clicked, man. Like that, he actually went to the same rehab I went to, Top of the World. So they used him as a as a contact for me because they thought that we we'd have uh, like a, a bond through whatever because i don't really know i don't really know his story so i can't speak on it but he seems like he's an, a really down to earth fucking badass dude that's willing to help me so i'm pretty excited i actually got to reach out to him here today let's to make sure yeah so yeah hopefully you know moving forward hopefully it builds a, an awesome relationship between us two, and hopefully uh i know he's he's one of my idols like i don't even play hockey but he's a franchise player and I really respect everything that he's done for his sport. So I think it's going to be good if well, uh because that
1: cool if, thing for him or oh, go ahead ted yeah yeah because i don't know where like because waste tell me where he's at too like he he's can't even play this year for a while again too he's on, he's on ltir this year so he's probably just hanging out in montreal or at yeah. home in bc i'm not sure but wherever yeah it's cool it's cool to for you to connect with him because he actually he's rodeoed before and been around the lifestyle yeah. so it's ropes, it's, ropes been, quite a bit yeah, too, he ropes right? and he's been around 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 everything so it's kind of neat you two have crossed paths in that sense because i'm sure he has an appreciation for the like the rodeo lifestyle and and what it takes for, to, to be at the best of that level too
2: yeah for sure man yeah yeah he seemed like a really down earth guy when I just on the short convo I did have with him but uh and I didn't even know that he was struggling until after the fact and I all put it together that oh he went to the same rehab that I was at <laughs> yeah yeah and that's how they got his contact info so it's so, pretty cool stuff
1: well and and Wacy jump in here too but but and but and tell me Cody so what, what? how'd you get started down the wrong path? Like you, you you, said that the alcohol was a bit of a uh, gateway, but then, yeah. you know, was this in the bull riding circles? Was this in different circles or, or does it go back? You said you were trying to bury some stuff. So I don't know your whole, what I, you know, what everything was like before. Like, I, I don't know if you had a bunch of trouble when you're, when you were younger and that was kind of where it was or just got in with the wrong people or, you know, how how does somebody avoid going down this path too?
2: Man, honestly, like, Growing up, my family was good. My parents were good. They kinda my my parents kinda held me back like a little bit too much. Like even in high school, like I was pretty sheltered. They wouldn't let me party too much. But I started making way too much money when I was like at the age of fifteen and sixteen. I was winning up to six figures, man, at Indian rodeos, you know, like going up and cleaning up at all the Indian rodeos, going to the Indian World Finals, making a bunch of money. Even at open bull ridings, like I just kind of stayed amateur for until I turned 18. But I was when you, dom- of-
1: you dominated the CCA for years and all those bull ride, like if you were at one of those bull ridings, you were winning some type of check out of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was making a lot of money and it just, it just progressed, man. You know, like there's no one to blame but myself. You know, like my parents taught, taught me all the right stuff and give me all the right tools to succeed, man. And I, I just, I went down the wrong path. I just started doing drugs, and the thing for me was, I knew they were bad, but I fucking liked them. You know, I like doing drugs. I like the way they made me feel. Even to this day, man, you know, like it's it's a uh, it's a struggle every day, man. Like just to to try to be normal, you know, because I was a functioning drug addict. It's not like I was a drug addict that got all fucked up, and you know, I I felt like I kind of somewhat kept my shit together, and and it was still. Wasn't which doesn't make it any better, but you know, I, I don't know, I don't know why I did what I did, but I wouldn't change it for the world now because I feel like my life experience at this point is phenomenal, man. I feel like I've been through fucking shit, shit storms to the tops, peaks and valleys, man. I've been through it all, so I feel moving forward, I feel very confident in myself and my abilities to not to not go down those roads again because I've put myself down those roads and I'm one of those people that only learns from uh just doing it and fucking it up <laughs> you know hard like a like a man, you know. I, I learned the hard way, man. I don't know why why that is, but that's kinda of the way I'm wired. So, you know, that's just I don't really know. There's no excuses. It's just too much, too young, too fast, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, you mentioned that feeling of like feeling invincible and, and kind of bulletproof. It's it, it it the way you talk about it. It's it's hard not to feel that way when you had so much success from a very young age and heading yeah. down that path up until now. Like it's there's there's people who who would do anything to be in the position that you had and career wise with, with what you've won and where you're at now. And yeah, it kind of almost takes a crash and burn to to kind of wake yourself
2: up and get yourself kind of headed
1: down the right road
2: exactly you know and at the end of the day i'm very thankful for for the opportunities that i've been giving and given and and uh yeah man like i've had big sponsors and i've lost sponsors you know everything it's 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 been a crazy very humbling ride for sure you know right when you think you got her man it seems like everything falls apart you know and that's that's why i think i love bull riding and rodeo so much man is because it's very, very humbling. You know, you can be the best one day and the next day you're just nothing, you know? And that's what I think that's what drives me, man. It keeps driving me to come back and to keep proving myself, you know. If I don't think I would still be riding bulls if it was, you know, one of those things where you just establish yourself and then you're good, you know, because I, I honestly I like the 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 constant uh the constant re i don't know i'm stumbling for the words but the every day you need to show back up and show out you know show that you're the best and show each town that you can show up and do your thing and be the best and that's what drives me anyways that's what makes me show up every day and really try to do my best you know and uh that's what i said in that post is i i feel i'm sorry to everybody for not being the best version of myself you know because at the end of the day it's I'm not hurting nobody else but myself. And and I feel like I let myself down in these last, this year, especially, I really let, let myself down. I haven't really been showing up and haven't really been wanting it. I show up and been falling off and not even really wanting to ride the bull, but moving forward, I feel that is not going to be the issue.
1: <laughs> so, so you won, you won a lot over the years and, and, uh, you know, had some pretty good, pretty good seasons. Um, I've also heard uh, heard that you're a bit of a watch guy, so you probably got. I've heard heard that you're a big watch guy. You got to tell us about that a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I've I've collected some watches. I'm actually wearing a Rolex right now. Nice. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. It's a Rolex uh, Oyster Perpetual. I don't know, just a nice little Rolex that I, I've I have like uh, probably 13 of the nicest watches. Going, man. I I had more, and uh. Yeah, I lost some in the shuffle and I have lots gave lots away and just yeah, I am a watch guy. I love watches, man, and I love jewelry. That's my thing. And I'm my uh my mom always calls me a crow. I like shiny shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's your yeah. ride with do you ride with a watch on your wrist? Uh no. No. I usually ride with uh this diamond bracelet and a and a ring, but uh I've had some bad luck. Like I was riding with this, this Rolex. And it, it, they just clip on, eh? So, and then I was riding this bull and it unclips and I feel it flopping around.
0: And oh my god. Like, no. oh.
2: And I was actually at St. Pete and I was like, feel it coming off my hand. And I'm like, oh my god, do not lose this fucking $20,000 watch off your hand. You're <laughs> oh, not, you not gonna win this back. <laughs>
1: oh, geez. So, so, holy shit, a $20,000 watch. Where do you even get those? You just go grab at the, at the, like, I guess, Fancy jewelry stores; those things are high. Holy, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, West Ed, West Ed, is usually where I go. I spend a lot of money at West Ed. <laughs> Crazy amounts of money, actually. But Dang. yeah, I'm not gonna be doing that for a while till uh, I get my financial situation back in order. But after I win that uh, fifty thousand dollar check, that's what I think I'll probably do: is just buy one Rolex and then I'll put the rest of the money away.
1: <laughs> <actual> save, <laughs> save some up. But I mean, yeah. like one good thing about that, though, is you have some. You have some solid assets in those watches, like oh. in Rolex. Right now, you can't even get one. So, you're if you really needed to, you could hawk a couple of watches if you really had to, and yeah, pay some bills for a while.
2: I hope it doesn't get to that point. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gotta get pretty bad for me to be hawking my watches, man. But yeah. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah. No, I love Rolexes, man. That's that's my thing. Them and not uh, not even just Rolex. The the cheaper watches, the. Bulovas, of us man i love bull of us you know oh, really? they're, they're a little bit fucking they're not crazy expensive but they're it's still they're nice real, yeah a couple thousand bucks you know
1: The, I have can, you got any rattle watches too i saw a no. cool rattle the other day no no i saw a neat one it was at this watch store over here but i'm not i'm still like on the like beginner watch program i don't have any any twenty thousand dollar ones you know still, <laughs> just, i don't even have a the, watch just on the beginner program you got an apple watch waste so that's a watch all right my charger broke so i won't it for a couple of months <laughs> what what got you into the watch game though cody like that's like that's a pretty neat uh a neat little sidebar though i i think because there's like a whole a whole uh like what do you call it uh um, culture around yeah, a watches. whole culture around watches yeah. like mm-hmm. i see them in like uh what do you call it like gq i watch. i read their watch column every every month and just kind of like stay i don't know i just kind of a little interested in it because it's a yeah. it's a neat little thing but like like that's probably one of one of the uh like that's a solid solid asset you have though honestly like it's a thing that appreciates it's one of the one of the few things that that's a solid yeah. piece of something that appreciates in value rather than depreciates
2: yeah exactly you know that's and that's kind of where i was at with it you know and i was i was making some money and buddy had a bunch of watches and i he always dressed up when we went out and i was like fuck you know like he gets a lot of comments on his watches and i'm like Yeah, I need need to start getting some watches. And then it got out of hand. Then I started getting ridiculous amounts of watches. But, yeah, now I'm down to, like, yeah, just a nice amount, like 12, you know, just a box watchful, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, I I really do enjoy – I enjoy jewelry, and and I appreciate jewelry. So that's kind of one of my things. That and uh, when Brock won that Rolex, I was very, very envious of Brock when he won that Rolex at that bull riding. So I was like, yeah was I that
1: in utah or where was yeah, that one
2: yeah somewhere down there one of those the rolex bull riding anyways
1: oh that's wicked Damn. that's real cool do you, um, have, yeah. do you have some watches that match your canadian championship buckles
2: uh <laughs> not really <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What's,
1: what's your favorite watch you've got right now that you're rocking is it that one you're wearing right now like that that yeah. one or yeah
2: yeah this rolex one i did have a nice uh Boulevard that was all diamond all blinged out man but uh long story short yeah i broke it man and fucking got left on the side of the highway so <laughs> oh, no. it's, yeah it's gone but yeah no this is this is probably my nicest watch is my rolex I just, so i wear try to wear it only on special occasions like when i'm doing interviews or you know going to a wedding or something like that same with my canadian champion buckle my 2018 one i i really like that buckle and uh i try not to wear it too often did you get it did you
1: get it fixed up we talked about that at one point but did you ever get that piece replaced you got it done
2: yes sir yeah
1: send it back down there and got it fixed up okay
2: yeah you bet yeah got the the jewel put back in it and uh i actually don't wear it too often after that i kind of that's going to be my my buckle to wear out just to go out and stuff like to weddings you know to banquets and shit like that yeah all the other buckles I have, I have tons of other buckles. So I, I just kind of want to put that buckle because that's kind of the buckle that I've always wanted. And I didn't, between us three, uh, I didn't really care for my 2021 Canadian champion buckle. So my 2018 oh, really? one is, yeah, I like the 2018 one, man. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, one the- uh,
1: I don't know. Uh, I don't know when. I remember kind of helping out with something along the lines with one of those couple of those buckles and those canadian champion buckles are definitely elevated but i forget what the 2021 looked like i don't know if i ever saw saw it but i remember being part of part of that anyways so i'm glad yeah. you liked it because that's like being working with montana they they make some nice stuff and like for them oh. for you to send it back to them they would have totally probably redone it refinished it and put it the like cleaned it up it probably looks like it's brand new again
2: yeah man yeah they did yeah they montana definitely goes above and beyond man they're
1: the best oh that's because awesome it, yeah well, sir let's talk a bit about that 2018 season and what it meant to you for win that, win that title. I mean, like I've, I've known you since we were like 13, 14 years old and coming up the ranks and and to win that PBR Canadian title and kind of put yourself in that class of some of the best, best around, like what did it mean to you to, to, and and where you're from and to your family and all that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, So, you know, coming off, uh, coming off the CFR, I was, uh i ended up second the week before at the cfr and i felt like i felt like i got robbed (laughs) at the cfr i felt like i should have won won it and i don't know that's maybe just personal preference or whatever but it, it is what it is um anyways i ended up second at the average ended up second in canada so i you know i was pretty bummed out with that you know like I was happy because I made a bunch of money but I was like fuck you know a little bit better you could have been first (laughs) a little little more
1: (laughs) try I could have won a thousand that's
2: right that's (laughs) right (laughs) going into Saskatoon I just yeah I was kind of I think I was sitting third going in or second and it was tight it was Lachlan Brock and me I do believe and after the first night I don't even know how it turned out I think I ended up moving down from second to third or something. But then after the long round, the second night, I was number one. And I never, I don't know why, but that whole season, I never heard of this whole, that uh, the Enos were packing homegrown. I just, mm-hmm. this big, huge gray bull that spins left. And I was like, oh, big gray bull go left. That's me all day. It was either emperor <laughs> And I think it was me and Tanner Byrne were tied going in. We, we're tied for the event going into the short round. So I wasn't too sure who was going to get happy camper and who was going to get homegrown. And I was good. I personally, I would kind of wanted happy camper cause I knew you'd be higher, but in the long run, Tanner got him, and I got homegrown and I rode homegrown and Tanner bucked off uh, happy camper. So maybe it worked out better than I got <laughs> homegrown. I don't know, but it all worked out and yeah. It, and Saskatoon was, phenomenal man having my my mom and uh brother and his wife and my you know, nieces and nephews there it was a mental world man and that that place was loud for me and it seems like every time we go back there now it gets a little bit extra loud for me so i i, I enjoyed it and it to get put myself in that class it, it just made all that hard work that i could years prior and all the all the road trips where you drive 10 hours and fall off you know drive 10 hours suppose bozies you in manitoba yeah exactly right <laughs> <laughs> for, for a 500 500 made all those trips and all that fucking shit worth it man it was pretty awesome and and to come back and to do it again at roger's place man is next level so
1: you must you be, know what I, you must be an that? oilers fan to to like roger's place
2: absolutely yeah. man oilers yeah
1: podcast over
2: <laughs> 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 that, that, that was an
1: unreal event though last year dude that the open so the cool. opening there where they had like the fireworks like raining down from the roof whatever that the spark that was some of the coolest shit i've ever seen
2: yeah man and and you know what else was pretty cool is when we had the, the global cup there in 2017 when oh the yeah were you guys there ted were you there when we oh, were yeah. in that dressing room and that was and so the, cool general manager came in there and he, he gave us that pep this pep talk man it was this fuck it was phenomenal man <laughs> i was so cool that fired me
1: up yeah yeah well and anyway, yeah, kevin lowe was a in their ways like it was like kevin lowe we and it was like about that yeah uh who else like uh i think bob nicholson was in there mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like it was like all the brass for the oilers it was nuts they were all in there just let us in the dressing room there's like there's like nice. uh athletic uh like just the whole rig and then everybody picked their bulls in there and uh Something else happened. Oh, they, they I remember Kevin Lowe was like offering everybody snacks. There was like like cliff bars and like a bunch of stuff for the oilers had, and he was <laughs> just like offering up all their food and stuff. It was it was pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, man. Ass. I remember freaking that. That was the that was the best. And then the next day when we were going in there and we were number one because well we should have been, because we had double the riders that everybody else had. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, they give us a pep talk right in the, the oilers dressing room, like right where they dress. And I was like, yeah, McDavid, David, I'm sitting in his chair, man. I just sat there. <laughs> Yeah. It was pretty badass. That was one of the
1: coolest bull ridings ever though that Saturday night in Edmonton. Uh yeah. in twenty seventeen. They had uh Jake One, I think, kicked off the evening. But uh but then but like but this year I don't know where we're at right now, but apparently tickets are looking really good. So we might have a real a real yeah, yeah. wild show on, on Saturday in Edmonton. So Well,
2: I don't doubt it, man. You know, even last year was freaking badass. So so you cool know, better. Yeah,
1: like i was just gonna talk ask about that you're representing your country and compete and, and like kind of that the first taste of the team atmosphere was pretty cool and to see you guys come together i remember uh, after you guys won third there and all that money it was pretty cool to see it's, it's not often you get everybody together in one place to celebrate together yeah. so it was cool to see like you had zane and lonnie and dakota and kind of everybody who was on the team and even the guys from the cfr came over and it was just a big celebration of an awesome weekend of bull riding in Canada.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. You know that's that was one of the most memorable times for me, and that and and going to Arlington uh, this past in March, man. And uh, I remember we were at Top Golf when we got our bull list, man. You know that bull list, and I ain't gonna lie to you guys. Maybe I was three or four beers deep there, and we were playing Top Golf, and I just remember looking at that list, and I didn't know any of the bulls on there, man, except for. uh, the bull that I picked of J.W. Hart's there. What the hell's his name? I forget. I'm legit too. That's the only bull I knew on there. And I was like, that's me all day. Go left, be rank. and (laughs) I I," I said, I don't care what you guys pick, but I want, I'm legit too. I was kind of half snapped. And then when Tanner's like, yeah, you're getting on, I'm legit too. And I kind of started sobering up. I was like, oh shit, man, that's a fucker, man. Mm -hmm. And yeah, to fast forward to, the next day man i was i've never been so nervous to get on a bull in my life man like i was nervous shaking i was like holy man but as soon as i nodded man it's like he just felt easy man the whole time like everything was just right there i was like yeah 7.9 something they said i blew my hand or whatever i wrote him for the eight but blew my hand i was never been so mad in my whole entire life but happy at this all-in-one mixed emotions mad and happy because i was like yeah like i should that's when i realized like i need to be down here getting on these rank bulls because i felt easy that rank bull felt easy and it was yeah kind of pretty kind of proved
1: yourself you belong too right
2: yeah exactly and it just made me feel made me feel good but i was so mad at the same time because 7.9 something man like that's that's, you can't be doing that
1: (laughs) (laughs) What what more do you have uh, that you want to accomplish in the sport of bull riding, professional bull riding here, Cody? Man,
2: honestly, I want to make the world finals at least. Man, I want to make the PBR world finals once before I'm done. I can't, can't live with myself because I feel like I should be there, and I feel like I haven't I haven't really tried as hard as I should have at, up until this point to go down there. I got to really put in. The work to, like, I'm gonna have to go a full season and stay down there and fucking grind it out to make the PBR World Finals. I gotta make it one time.
1: But but even if you do, like, we could look at Parsonage making the World Finals and he rode fucking four of six and didn't make any money. So yeah, do you, really, no do, dollars. Yeah, do you really wanna do you really wanna do that? You're ready to just stay up here and just kick some ass and in Canada and go the you know kind of go to the Scott Schiffner route and just make a really good living and have your sponsors and just do a really good job up here and own the. You know be the big the big fish in the smaller pond, or, or is the or is the goal to really go after and you know challenge at that elite level? that's probably part of the challenge too. Uh,
2: man there's it's I have a lot of mixed emotions with that, you know it's I love Canada, don't get me wrong, and I do very well in Canada, and Canada treats me really good but i I think one year here, probably in the next year or two, I am gonna go down south and I'm gonna stay down there and just give it all I got just for myself you know not for anybody else but i just i got to know how i stack up in in the in the big scheme of things and then i'll probably end off my career in the last five years five six years i'll come back to Canada and just stick it up up here hopefully get a couple of those big sponsors and and do very well up here and end it off with a bang and leave on my terms that's the biggest thing for me is going to be leaving the sport on my terms i really want to end it with a bang and and then just walk away when I'm at the top still, you know, before, before I get hushed out the door, kicked out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the, the way that the the UTV
1: is stuck structured now, you almost could like make a big push for the world finals and still come back to Canada for the summer run and, and, and compete at the finals. The way the season is now with how teams shakes out and the finals being in May and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I haven't really looked at the new structure all too well and, I'm uh I'm not very good with the books. That's that's my biggest thing. Is uh that's another thing with being sober here now and and getting my shit in order is is I gotta be a better bookkeeper, man, or I gotta hire somebody, man, <laughs> or something, man, because my entry skills and and I double myself up way too much. I pay way too much money and turn out fines and stuff that I shouldn't really be paying. There's no need. I, they always give me CPR. Always gives me my preferences and stuff. Um, but I just sometimes I fucking double enter myself up just because I can. I guess <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but no, my business side of things um needs to get a little bit better. But uh, you know, it's each day it feels like my mind's clearer, and and I'm really looking forward to everything. Really, so pretty excited. So excited you, you for men- what?
1: <laughs> you mentioned that part. And you mentioned Tanner Byrne called you on point. Is he helping you out with some of that side on the like the agent side a little bit, or or? Do you have some help on that side or are you on your own or what's the deal?
2: I I am signed with JD and Tanner, but, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. They don't really help me enter or nothing like that. But so it's honestly, it's more the Caitlin show. You know, my fiance, Caitlin, man, she set up a book for me and fucking made it pretty, pretty easy for my dumb self to, to not screw it up, man. I just got to open a book and look at the day and be like, okay, I got to enter this. And it was... <laughs> Get it all still, still, I fucking never entered near enough uh, CPRA rodeos this year. And then uh, I was looking at the standings and I wasn't too far out of it. Like I only went to four and I won second out of Wainwright and that was it. After that, I just stopped going. Like I said, I wasn't really feeling the bull riding thing mm-hmm. this year. So okay. But next year, man, next year, you know, hey, there you
1: go. Okay, well yeah. well Cody, man, this has been awesome. It's good. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. It's always good to catch up. And like Ted said, we're big fans and anything we can yeah. do to help you out down the road, like we're here for you, man. Like like I said, we've known each other for a long time now. So always rooting for your pal. And, and,
2: yeah, just uh stay in tune, man. And uh stay tuned to what's what's in store for me, man. Cause um it's gonna be bigger and better things here. Yeah, absolutely, you know. And uh yeah, thanks for having me and I appreciate it. And we'll be talking soon boys i'll see you guys in lethbridge or what you for sure be, get it yeah i'll be yeah there, i yeah. won't
1: be you probably, I probably won't catch it till edmonton but that's all good man we'll, we'll see you down the road for sure but before we let you go we got to ask our final question of the show uh what is cody Coverchuck's definition of cowboy shit <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> it, that's a good one um cowboy shit uh for me is means you know just giving it your all and being a fucking cowboy, it doesn't matter the the consequences or or the outcomes, really. You just do what you do and be a fucking cowboy and don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Cody, this uh I forgot about this because I I think I think part of your definition and like it might not be what you said, but but it's I think cowboy shit to me is you going and getting the help and and oh. being open to get the help. That for me that that's that's kind of what this feeling about us is, is feeling like the arc, my definition would have to do with, you know, having the, having the courage to go in and do something that's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to, you're going to have to go dig down. Push your limits and and outside of your comfort zone, man. Like that's not an easy thing to do.
2: Absolutely. And, and being able to, uh, speak about it, man, is the biggest thing for me, you know, like if I can help somebody that, that's struggling, that, that, uh, that doesn't that doesn't think that they can reach out to anyone or get the help you know what i'm saying like i was that person man i, I had the stigma about getting help like i ain't a fucking quitter but it it's it actually takes a bigger man to to say that he needs the help and and to go get the help than it does to hide all your problems under a rock man and and to live with that a lot of people can't live with that so you know just to, i'm very thankful for the opportunities that i've been given and. And to be able to man up and, and handle my shit and, and get get my life back in order is it's a blessing in disguise, man.
1: The uh part of the um the program that there was some about about meditating there too. Uh that was one thing that helped me when I was having trouble on the anxiety side of things too. Is that much that they did there? Uh, did they tie into the yoga or or was it a separate class? You you mentioned you had classes all day. So that that probably was one of the classes. Did it did it work out for you or was it a tough one or what, what was your experience of it?
2: Uh, meditating. Yeah. We did a lot in the morning after we did check in and stuff. eh? so if I could get my mind in the right spot where I was like, wasn't too tired and like really, and I really focused on, on the meditation and what they were saying and, and doing what they told me to do, man, it was pretty fucking cool to get to a place and to like, almost like, uh, I don't know how to even explain it. Just the calmness and, and the, the the feeling you get. You know what I mean? Like the I know feeling, what you mean. Yeah, from meditating, man. And then when uh, our yoga instructor used to put us in that like Zen stage, and then I w- wouldn't even think I was meditating. And then all of a sudden she hit this bell, man, and my whole body would just shake, man. I'm like, what the heck was that? Like you're in <laughs> a complete Zen, man. I've never felt that before, man. my My mind is one to just always run, always keep running, sober or not sober. Just always, my mind's always running. But yeah, to feel that was a it was pretty cool, man. And and like you said, with the anxiety, it helped a lot because that's what I struggle with too is having a lot of anxiety and depression. So just kind of figuring myself out, and we're going from there, man.
1: It's one of the, it's one of the tools that. one of the tools that I learned one of the things that I I did it was working out or keep myself busy and I I feel like when I meditate I have a I'm when when I'm doing it sometimes it takes a while to get going and takes a while to kind of come down but I do it on the airplanes a lot because I fucking hate flying as much as I (laughs) as much as I like flying I fucking hate it like and I do not like turbulence or like I I have a fucking bad time with it most of the time but if I get on the plane and sit down and put my headphones in and meditate and I can kind of breathe in and out and get my head on something else I can calm myself down I have that tool of meditation to calm myself down if I'm having a bad time I can usually get around without having a full-on panic attack again like it's been you know knock on wood I've ha- haven't had one in six or seven or eight years or something but but like I have that tool now and that's probably something that they were teaching you and and I wanted to ask if, if they gave you recorded ones or are you doing it at home or is it something you want to do or need to do or you know do or don't like is it something that you that you have done since you left, or or you would like to do more, or where are you at with it that way?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I actually haven't done it since I left, but uh, like you said, I I think I'm gonna take your advice on the on the airplane thing on the side of things, you know, because that's a perfect time. You know what else do you do when you're sitting in an airplane other than worry? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I hate it. Yeah, so, <laughs> I fucking hate it. Yeah, and I definitely am. I'm open to the idea, man. I'm open to all sorts of new shit, man. I'll try whatever helps, man, and as long as As long as it keeps me, you know, craving it and and, uh sober. I just want to say sober. You know, that's my stay sober, but craving bull riding. That's that's my biggest thing.
1: The the uh so I didn't know I was meditating at the time, but when I was riding back in like twenty ten, I dislocated my shoulder a few times and had to sit out for about six weeks. And I was working for Chad Piggin in Water Valley, staying in a shop in the bed above the like above the entrance of his garage like that was my little hangout I had a microwave a sink a shower a toilet like that was my existence and they had a pac-man machine that was where I'd eat my lunch on the yeah. place some pac-man for lunch but we, during that time off during the middle of the summer I was you know working and whatnot but my mom told me she said if you want to be a great athlete she said visualize the perfect bull ride every morning and night first thing you do when you wake up in the morning spend some time and the last thing you do before you go to sleep so I did that for for six weeks, right? I didn't get on a bowl in six weeks, but I, every morning I thought about this and meditated and was watching this ride back in my head and just seeing bulls spinning both ways and just knowing what was going on. Yeah, and the first, the first one I went back to was Jasper, and I was 91 and a half points that day. And I was sub, I was unconscious for the first half of the ride. I didn't know I was riding this bull till about halfway through, right? But like yeah. the best bowl ride ever happened after six weeks off of just meditating. Like I didn't know I was meditating, but I found out later that was a form of meditation by visualizing this ride. So, so that was you know, it might not just, it might not think about, it might not be the, uh, uh, like might not, meditating might not make sense to everyone off the bat, but that's kind of a form of it. And I just, I just wanted to share that story with you. Cause I, I visualized those rides and that, that was what I did after doing that. And I never really, that was my only time I really did good and stayed on very much. But yeah. like, after that it was kind of a fun example, like that's the kind of thing we can use our minds for almost like a, you know, practice essentially we're practicing our mind because that's a big part of the deal too.
2: Oh, that's the biggest part of fucking board riding. I find, you know, like, especially when you get to the professional level, like everyone can ride, it's just being able to do it every day, you know, like, yeah. and like, you see, <laughs> I, I'm going to use, I'm going to use that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to put that in my toolbox of tools that I've or of tools that I've just accumulated from rehab. And I'm, I'll definitely use that. Ted, Thank you.
1: <laughs> I've got a couple of recordings. I'll, I'll send you if you want, just from people yeah, that I know they, just free. I'll send them your email. So it's something I just listen to in the mornings on my headphones. First thing to hey, yeah. wake up. Is it, if it it helps you cool, I just want to try and I just want to try and help, man.
2: Yeah, right on. <clears throat> thanks,
1: appreciate it. cool. Well, we appreciate the time again. We appreciate the time, Cody, and you being so candid with us and sharing your story. It's it's not an easy thing to do, and, and like we said, we're we're your, we're big fans, and we're here cheering for you. And anything we can do to help, like don't don't be afraid to reach out.
2: Right on, boys. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. For, thanks for cheer. I listen to your podcast all the time. So <laughs>
1: come see us when you're in Calgary. We'll make a plan when you're out here.
2: Okay, we'll do. Okay, uh, see you we this weekend, pal. Thanks, the Cody. Second half you of you. Cowboys thanks, shit, the final.
1: Well, I guess the second half, the third segment of the show, the third segment of the show. Thanks to Cody Cover for taking the time. Yes, That's, thank you. Cody. Uh, pretty cool what he's doing and getting himself going. And wishing that guy the best. Wishing that there. guy the best, man. Yeah, we've we've all known him for a long time and are rooting for him. So, hundred percent. Thanks for being. And thanks for being candid with us. I know it probably wasn't super easy. So, 100%. Really cool stuff from Cody there. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Well, see, we we alluded to this on the first <laughs> part of the show. And we talked about the CPRA giving out some awards. And the PRCA, you could say, giving out some awards, too. Yeah. but we And we're both idea. fans of The Office. Yeah. So, The Office has the Dundies. Yes. So, we're coming up with the first annual Shitties. Presented shitties. by Cowboy Shit. And presented by Equilex pride And presented by the <laughs> CFR. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we were driving over to Grand Prairie the other night, we uh, decided we'd come up with our own list of awards that we're going to give out to some of our yeah. very lovely... Some of the places we've been, some of the people we worked with, and just the people who think deserve uh, a nice little award. So, Teddy, I'll leave it to you to get things started here. The first shitty of 2022 (laughs) goes to, (laughs) no, I guess the category, right? Yeah, category. So the category, our first shitty of the year, and it's it's a shitty because it's it's not a shitty thing. Shitty, but what we're gonna say is the rodeo cabaret of the year in Canada. Since Cloverdale is not around anymore with the Red Barn, the shitty goes to the Teepee Creek Stampede. Man, Teepee Creek, they do it right. Honorable mention to the Verdon Indoor Days Rodeo. I had a large large time. That's the best rodeo social. (laughs) This is Manitoba version of the shitties. (laughs) But yeah, Teepee Creek, they do it right every night from the start to the finish of that show. That place is packed Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. And they got good music. And they got lots of beers and like the venue itself is like second and none for open a rodeo air cab, open air venue. So I mean patios. I didn't get put it in there like Two I did levels. last year. So it's thankfully, true. thankfully didn't I didn't have to get a cab back like Bob to, to kind of keep me in line. Hotel. <laughs> so always well there. But yeah, congratulations right. to TP Creek for winning the very first shitty. Very first shitty. Rodeo cabaret of the year. Okay. wait well, see what do we got? Uh, what's our next category? Well, we also kind of alluded to this in the top half. This is one that I'm really excited to talk about and kind of get going. It is the second best announcer of the year <laughs> in the CPRA. Um, and the shitty goes to. And the shitty goes to none other than Dustin Edwards. Oh, really? Yeah, he's my... Dustin. He's, he's my... Uh, Dustin? I'm going to Dustin, man. He he doesn't work a lot, but he works hard when he does. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so then, so you're giving it to Dustin? Yeah. What about what about Dave Polson and Doug? Young? No, this is no slight to anybody else, but this okay. is this is still love you guys. Eyes. Still love you guys. You guys, you guys, guys got our votes for the announcers of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But Brett so, won hey. again. So hey, and we don't even get to vote. So <laughs> we don't even get to vote. Sorry. Uh, but what do we do? We did something the other day. Oh yeah, hopefully people can take a fucking joke with this too. Like we're not, we're not. These aren't actual awards. We're not trying to be. Oh no, we're just trying to have some fun. Take a joke, folks. Like it's called a joke. It's okay. My other vote for announcer of the year went to Wacy Anderson, but uh, I should have. Somebody gave it to myself. Somebody, (laughs) somebody decided to uh, uh, delete uh, some comments, and you know whatever. All, all, all in fun. Okay, the third shitty of the of the day goes to the uh, the committee with the worst with the shittiest ground the shitty goes to the committee with the shittiest ground <laughs> and okay so again this does not mean to be a jab at anybody but i'm giving this award to the lethbridge pro rodeo before the Ooh. slack started Ooh. before Sorry, the slack started it's because, a joke you know okay it's okay, a joke take, the slack was supposed to start at 11 a.m in lethbridge this year yeah and it got a bit of rain it's been it's a bit wet in there and they have another rodeo there i have another a rodeo there they yeah. put a lot of work to make a rodeo happen and you like in his defense, went through and they how many I don't know how many, how many rocks they picked oh, up there. Oh man, like they, they picked some like, rocks. And that's probably there at the last rodeo. Like it's not like they just magic the rocks no. magically appear. Like he put a lot of work into making this ground work. Hats off to Kina. They had the someone on the ground, ground there too. Who oh, know would have. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're him. like so. Hats off to the committee there. Mike Workington and Keenan forgetting it happening, yeah, it happen. we we showed up and I was there an hour before the slack started and there was no way they're running any type of barrels or having any and type it got of like rodeo. A, like how much rain? Like four oh, it was of rain. too much rain. And it was like big chunks of mud and it was ugly, but, they had it. They had Keenan got it dialed in, and they are doing the slack by one o'clock. So hats off to them. So the, the, the ground before the slack at the Lethbridge rodeo yeah. wins the shittiest. So the it's not for the shittiest <laughs> ground of the year. The shittiest for the shittiest ground also, of the year. But they also win the shittiest for totally redeeming themselves and having some of the best <laughs> ground of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, okay. Our uh i got we got a few more here we got better get a couple more going some more couple more i think uh we gotta just throw this out there but the uh the we gotta give out a shitty for the uh for the for the i think the best rodeo concession food there's mm-hmm. gotta be something about that because mm-hmm. you got the crooked creek donuts and TP creek also tepee creek back to you guys yeah. but then there's uh what else there's the pie in hand they they should win right an here. award yes for the best pie but there's somewhere else too lee park has something i forget there's some pretty unique things i haven't been, been to lee park for so long okay man. so we're gonna have to get back to that it might be a year two. some of them uh, go to steak award. dinners and yeah, man, met lux needs to have like a full seafood, full seafood, seafood dinner, dinner in the back yeah was yeah. a curry cool. truck in tb creek this year that was awesome pierogi trucks all different kinds of things oh yeah. man rodeo concession of the year goes to the pierogi hut at bbj boom hundred those pierogies are like crack congrats on your award <laughs> um okay what's that what's one more one more way so let's finish it up one more best announcer in a co-announcing role (laughs) (laughs) that could have been dustin's war (laughs) okay i think uh, i think the last the last shitty we're gonna give out today is for the best uh rodeo trail bathroom rest stop oh and for my money i think it's the shell in uh in uh valley view yeah but that not that one like best yeah. Rest stop, bathroom. So can we not on? do that one? No, well, you can. It can. It can. Otherwise, I sometimes use the lobbies of hotels. From a jam, and you want a nice bathroom? Just go to a hotel lobby. Yeah. Clean you those know, things every day. It's funny because a lot of the rodeos I worked these days, like these this year, I was kind of stuck to outhouses for most oh. of them because they're kind of secluded, oh. some of them. Um. So I'm trying to think. Yeah. That'd be. That's it. That's, Where do you stop on the road? Me you kind of just wherever gas is the cheapest. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, usually I usually try to pick like a co-op or a shell because they, they usually have really nice bathrooms. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll leave that one up to you to give out okay. that shitty. Okay. I'm thinking Valley View. Valley View it's sold sold. <laughs> Even though I usually shop for my gas at Petro Canada. You know, actually, you know where I also has a pretty good bathroom is the Oyen Co-op. Oh really? There was another one though. Uh, if you need um, to have a sit down, they have little private stalls for you. The. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, what the hell? Where was it? Between like Swift Current and Medicine Hat, there's a rest stop. Or even maybe, even maybe almost to Brooks, there's a little rest stop that it was kind of a little bit of a hidden gem, like nice little grassy area. Like, I remember that's a good, that's a sneaky good rest Gotta stop. Watch out for snakes. Yeah, what yeah. snake? that's that's a snake. Watch out, Mike. Well, okay. Thanks everybody for listening to yeah, our first it. ever shitties. If you have any suggestions on what we should give out for the 2023 version of the shitties, yeah. please let us know. Or just the next show, you know? Or this next show. Yeah, we're yeah, so We we'll can do, do shitties throughout the year. If we, want to, we can really. do whatever the hell we want. It's our world. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks for listening to that, folks. Yeah. Um, thanks to our sponsors once again. Yeah, thanks to our friends, uh, Equilex, Equipride, Sweet Pro. Like I said, they'll save you 20% on your forage needs with winter coming. Winter is coming. It is. And hay ain't cheap. So check it out is. Equilex, Equipride, Sweet Pro for your needs Man. for feeding your animals. One more thing, too. Congrats to the Canadians making NFR this year. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. I know this has been a U.S. show. Or, or a lot of folks in the U.S., but NFR, at the end of the season wrapped up. Uh, I think six Canadian bronc riders going to the NFR most ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got I think Owen Larson's going back. Jared Orin's Parsons making his first appearance. So J8 that's Bueller eight nine with Bueller. Is that it? I think that's eight it nine. So yeah, congrats to those guys. Uh, we'll uh... also uh, and I guess in saying that the American side of things, congrats to all the guys who broke records for money wise. Like yeah, Sage Nguyen broke the single season, season record for bronc riding. Bronc riding. I think Stetson smashed the like all around earnings yeah, already. So. so he's almost one almost won half a million. Holy shit! So. Congrats to those guys Holy for shit. getting some shit done. Rodeo awesome. is in a good spot. Awesome. And we are looking forward to final hashtag final season. Final season. It's coming. coming. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks everybody for listening. Come see us at the CFR in Red Deer, November 2nd to 6th, Westerner Park. Don't forget to use your promo code to get some tickets. Cowboy shit and make cowboy sure shit, all caps. Make sure to buy your cowboy shit online, cowboyshit.ca or in stores at retailer new you all across North America. So thanks for listening, folks. We'll catch you next time. Thanks to Cody Cover Truck for taking the time. Yes, That's, thank you, Cody. Uh, pretty cool what he's doing and getting himself going. And wishing that guy the best. Wish that there. guy the best, man. Yeah, we have we've all known him for a long time and are rooting for him. So, hundred percent. Thanks for being. And thanks for being candid with us. I know it probably wasn't super easy. So, hundred percent. Really cool stuff from Cody there. Yeah. Okay. Well, you See, we we alluded to this on the first <laughs> part of the show, and we talked about the CPRA giving out some awards and the PRCA. You could say giving out some awards too. Yeah. But we and we're both fans of the office. Yeah. So the office has the Dundies. Yes. So we're coming up with the first annual shitties presented shitties. by Cowboy Shit and presented by Equilux NecroProd and presented by the CFR. <laughs> <laughs> so as we were driving over to Grand Prairie the other night, we uh, decided we'd come up with our own list of awards that we're going to give out to some of our yeah. very lovely, some of the places we've been, some of the people we worked with, and just some people who think deserve uh, a nice little award. So Teddy, I'll leave it to you to get things our, started here the first shitty of 2022 <laughs> goes to no i guess the category right yeah category so the category our first shitty of the year and it's it's a shitty because it's it's not a shitty thing shitty but what it's we're going to say is the rodeo cabaret of the year Ooh. in canada since cloverdale is not around anymore with the red barn the shitty goes to the Teepee creek stampede man Teepee creek they do it right Honorable mention to the Verdon Indoor Days Rodeo. Oh, I had oh, a that's large a social. I had a large time. That's rodeo, best rodeo Social. <laughs> so, this is Manitoba version of the shitties. <laughs> but and yeah, TP Creek, they do it right every night from the start to the finish of that show. That place is packed. Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. Friday. And they got Saturday. good music. And they got lots of beers, and like the venue itself is like second and ninth open air, cab- open air venue. So I mean, patios. I didn't get put it in there like Two I did levels. last year. So it's thankfully, true. thankfully didn't I, have to get a cab back like Bob to, to kind of keep me in line. Hotel. <laughs> so always well there, but yeah, congratulations right. to TP Creek for winning the very first shitty, very first shitty rodeo cabaret of the year. Okay, Wait well, see what do we got? Uh, what's our next category? Well, we also kind of alluded to this in the top half. This is one that I'm really excited to talk about and kind of get going. It is the second best announcer of the year in the CPRA. Um, and the shit he goes to. And the shit he goes to none other than Dustin Edwards. Oh, really? Yeah, he's my... Dustin. He's my... Uh, Dustin? I'm going to tell Dustin, man. He he doesn't work a lot, but he works hard when he does. <laughs> Oh jeez. <laughs> so then, so you're giving it to Dustin? Yeah. What about What about Dave Polson and Doug? Young? No, this is no slight to anybody else, but this okay. is this Still love you guys. I love you guys. You guys, we'll guys got our votes job. for the announcers of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But Brett so, again, hey. so hey, and we don't even get to vote. So we don't <laughs> even get to vote. Sorry. Uh, but what do we do? We did something the other day. Oh yeah, hopefully people can take a fucking joke with this too. Like we're not, we're not. These aren't actual awards. We're not trying to be. Oh no, we're just trying to have some fun. Take a joke, folks. Like it's called a joke. It's okay. My other vote for announcer of the year went to Wacy Anderson, but uh, I should have. Somebody gave it to myself. Somebody, (laughs) somebody decided to uh, uh, delete uh, some comments, and you know whatever. All, all, all in fun. Okay, the third shitty of the of the day goes to the uh, the committee with the worst with the shittiest ground the shitty goes to the committee with the shittiest ground <laughs> and okay so again this does not mean to be a jab at anybody but i'm giving this award to the lethbridge pro rodeo before the Ooh. slack started Ooh. before sort of the Keno. slack started it's because, a joke you know okay it's a okay, joke take, the slack just take was supposed to start at 11 a.m in lethbridge this year yeah and it got a bit of rain it's been it's a bit wet in there and they but, have another rodeo there I had another of rodeo there they yeah. put a lot of work to make a rodeo happen and you like in his defense, went through and they how many I don't know how many, how many rocks they pick oh, up there. Man. Like they picked they they, some like, rocks, and they were probably there at the last rodeo. Like it's not like they just magic the rocks no. magically appear. Like he put a lot of work into making this ground work. Hats off to Keenan's they had the someone on the ground guy. there too. Who oh so, Kina would have oh, yeah yeah. Know. So who they're mean. like so hats off to the committee there. Mike Workington and Keenan for getting it happening, yep. it we, happen. sh- we showed up and I was there an hour before the slack started and there was no way they're running any type of barrels or having any and they type got of like rodeo. A, like how much rain? Like oh, four inches it was of rain. too much rain. And it was like big chunks of mud and it was ugly, but, they had it. They had Keenan got it dialed in, and they are doing the slack by 1 o'clock. So That's hats off to them. So the the, the ground before the slack at the Lethbridge rodeo yeah. wins the shittiest. So the it's not the shittiest ground of the year. The shittiest for the shittiest ground of also, the year. But they also win the shittiest for totally redeeming themselves and having some of the best ground <laughs> of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, okay our uh i got we got a few more here we got better get a couple more going some more couple more. i think uh we got to just throw this out there but the uh the we got to give out a shitty for the uh for the for the i think the best rodeo concession food mm-hmm. there's got to be something about that because mm-hmm. you got the crooked creek donuts and TP creek also TP creek back to you guys yeah. but then there's uh what else there's the pie in hand hills they, hand they hills should win right an here. award yes for the best pie but there's somewhere else too lee park has something i forget there's some pretty unique things I've out been, i haven't the road. been to lee park for so long okay man. so we're gonna have to get back to that it might be a year two. some of them uh, go steak award. dinners and yeah, man, met lux and used to have like a full seafood, full seafood, seafood dinner in the back yeah, yeah. there's a curry cool. truck in tb creek this year that was awesome and pierogi trucks all different kinds of things oh yeah. man rodeo concession of the year goes to the pierogi hut at bbj boom 100 pierogi those pierogies are like crack <laughs> congrats on your award <laughs> um okay what's that what's one more one more way so let's finish it up one more best announcer in a co-announcing role (laughs) that could have been dustin's War. (laughs) okay i think uh, i think the last the last shitty we're gonna give out today is for the best uh rodeo trail bathroom rest stop oh and for my money i think it's the shell in uh in uh valley view yeah but that isn't that one like best yeah. Rest stop bathroom. So can you we not want. do that one? Well you can it can. It can. Otherwise, I sometimes use the lobbies of hotels. From a Jam and you want a nice bathroom, just go to a hotel lobby. Yeah. Clean you those know, things every day. It's funny because a lot of the rodeos I worked these days, like these this year, I, I was kind of stuck to outhouses for most oh. of them because they're kind of secluded, oh. some of them. Um so I'm trying to think. Yeah. That'd be that's it. That'd Where be. do you stop on the road? Me kind of just wherever gas is the cheapest. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, you, you, you I usually try to pick like a co-op or a shell because they, they usually have really nice bathrooms. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll leave that one up to you to give out okay. that shitty. Okay. I'm thinking Valley View. Valley View it's sold. sold. Even though I usually shop for my gas at Petro Canada. You know, actually, you know where I also has a pretty good bathroom is the Oyen Co-op. Oh really? There was another one though. Uh, if you need um, to have a sit down, they have little private stalls for you. The, uh, <laughs> um, oh what the hell? Where was it? between like swift current and medicine hat there's a rest stop or even maybe even maybe almost to brooks there's a little rest stop that it was kind of a little bit of a hidden gem like nice little grassy area like that's a good that's a sneaky good rest Gotta stop. watch out for snakes that area. yeah what sn- this is that's that's a snake. watch out mike well okay thanks everybody for listening to yeah, our first it. ever shitties if you have any suggestions on what we should give out for the 2023 version of the shitties yeah. please let us know or just the next show you know or this next show we're yeah we we so we'll can go shitties throughout the year we, to, we can do really. whatever the hell we want it's our world yeah. but yeah Thanks for listening to that, folks. Yeah. Um, thanks to our sponsors once again. Yeah, thanks to our friends, uh, Equilex, Equipride, Sweet Pro. Like I said, they'll save you 20% on your forage needs with winter coming. Winter is coming. It is. And hay ain't cheap. So check it out is. Equilex, Equipride, Sweet Pro for your needs Man. for feeding your animals. One more thing too. Congrats to the Canadians making NFR this year. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. I know this has been a U.S. show. Or, or A lot of folks in the U.S., but NFR, at the end of the season wrapped up. Uh, I think six Canadian Bronc riders going to the NFR most ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, I think, Oren Larson's going back. Jared Orin's Parsons to making his first appearance. So Jay that's Bueller. eight, nine with Bueller. Is that it? I think that's eight it. nine. So yeah, congrats to those guys. Uh, we'll, uh... Also, uh, and I, I guess in saying that the American side of things, congrats to all the guys who broke records money-wise. Like yeah, Sage Neumann broke the single season record for bronc riding. bronc riding. I think Stetson smashed the like all-around earnings yeah, already. So, so. he's almost won, almost won half a million. Holy shit. So congrats to those guys Holy for shit. getting some shit done. Rodeo awesome. is in a good spot. Awesome. And we are looking forward to final hashtag final season. Final season is coming. is coming. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Come see us at the CFR and red deer. November 2nd to 6th. Westerner park. Don't forget to use your promo code to get some tickets cowboy shit. and make cowboy sure shit, all caps, make sure to buy your cowboy shit online. cowboyshit.ca, or in stores at retailer new you all across North America. So thanks for listening folks. We'll catch you next time.